Hello and welcome listeners, this is Nick Richardson with You Are All Alone Podcast. For those of you hearing us for the first time, we are a sprawling sci-fi epic following DuPaul of Mordarium as he searches for answers to questions that have plagued humanity since its inception, taking place in the Valley of Mordarium 1,100 years from the present and 1,000 years after the fall of man. We do our best to make our world as immersive and detailed as possible by posting daily fun facts on our Twitter page, alone underscore podcast, as well as on our Facebook and in conjunction with our website, alonepodcast.com. That's alonepodcast.com. It's filled to the brim with all episodes available for free listen and download, maps, images, facts, transcripts, and so much more. Ultimately, we want to tell a good story. And if you like the show, feel free to email us at youarealonepodcast at gmail.com with your favorite character and why, and you'll be entered in a chance to win a custom You Are All Alone podcast t-shirt. To listen to us, catch us on iTunes, Stitcher, our website, or pretty much any other podcast catcher there is. We hope you enjoy. And once again, this was Nick Richardson with You Are All Alone podcast. We'll see y'all next time. Well, you've got to remember that we're dealing with a cool, diabolical mind. Thank you. I'm talking about the devil. Oh. Time circuits on. Flux capacitor. Fluxing. Engine running. All right. I am Duncan McLeod. Of the Clan McLeod. My name is Ichabod Crane. Name's MacGyver. Colonel Jack O'Neill, SG-1. I am Batman! Hello, I'm the Doctor. So there's this man, he has a time machine. Up and down history he goes, zip, 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 getting into scrapes. For years, and maybe more than that, right, Mac? But, but how long has it been? Has it been six, seven years ago? Are you telling me that you built a time machine? Out of a DeLorean? Hey, now, wait a minute. Now, wait just a minute. Human beings were not meant to sit in little cubicles staring at computer screens all day. I've got something for you. Oh, uh, merci, Sonor. Just one more thing, sir. Oh, boy. Just like that. Bing, bang, boom. At this point, I'd settle for the boom. They'd love it here, don't you think? This is what I'm saying. And by the way, where is your podcast? Tell everybody that's here. Welcome to the Never Gets Old Podcast. The podcast of all we love in TV, movies, music, and comics. With your hosts, Mac Jackson and Nathan Shell. Subscribe to us on iTunes, Stitcher, Facebook, and YouTube. Donations at paypal.com at Mac. W. Jackson at Comcast.net. I listen to my chapin' songs. DJ saying that they're too long. His guitar may be silenced, but his soul goes on and on. Alone again, alone again. His stories were like us of beginning. Hi, everybody, and welcome to the latest episode of the Never Gets Old podcast, the podcast where we talk about all you love in TV, movies, music, comics, and life. 
Uh, I'm lucky enough to have a special guest uh, who I would say was my Facebook friend, uh, Kurt Runyon, who many people, I would think, at least I knew of your group, I don't know how, but Slow Children at Play is your improv group, right? That's correct. Yeah. See? That's I'm it. I'm darn proud of myself because... Yeah. I forget sometimes, so I'm, <laughs> I'm impressed that you remember. Thank you. <laughs> well, you're welcome. Well, you know, like I said, it wasn't just because of you. I've heard the name before. I don't know how. Maybe just oh. other people in the business mentioning it. Yeah, maybe. Maybe, yeah. It gets around, and it gets around on Facebook a little bit, and social media a little bit. So, yeah. It's very, yeah. yeah. That's great. Right? <laughs> yeah. And I... I'm trying to think of how I found out about you. I'm thinking it's, I met your sister about a year and a half ago right. uh, in New Jersey. And she was sweet and wonderful and connect through Facebook. And then I think through her page, I saw you and I went, oh, I like this guy. I think he's a kindred spirit. And then you posted something about the monkeys, and I went, yes. Yes, here we are. Yep, this is meant to be. Yep. <laughs> and I think I saw you posted something about the monkeys, too, or comment something with her. She posted about the monkeys. I'm like, oh, I got to know this guy. Right, this, yeah. You know, monkey folks are the best. And then through the, you know, through the time, I'm enjoying all your posts. I thought, you know, Unless you go with your sister to some convention or something where I'm going to run into her, I don't know when I'm going to get to meet you in person, but there's this thing called the internet that I think can make that happen. And so, yeah, I thought, why? what am I waiting for? Get you on and let's shoot the bull. I love it. I love right. it. And thank you so much for having me, man. This is great. Oh, this is fun. Yeah, of course. A um, couple things just off the top of my head. <laughs> I, I don't. I'm always envious of your food picks. No. <laughs> yep. <laughs> yeah. That's and a, it could it could be anything from the Mexican place that you go to, which and I think I said to you, I recognize that place as being featured. I think on flipping out a couple seasons ago. That's right. They uh, did the exterior. That's yeah. Right. And, yes. And, yes. And I can hear. Uh, Jeff, this whole week thinking about it, I can hear Jeff's voice going, do you, you want to go back there? Because I think she'll give us a free meal. And that always <laughs> stuck with me. And I thought, man, I love good Mexican food. I would love to know what's so special about, you know, that place. And then you're posting pics because it was featured in Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Yes, yeah, and it was great to see that because my whole life I've been going there since I was a kid, and then I'm seeing the movie, and I didn't have any spoilers, and all of a sudden, there's the big neon sign, and they actually walk in. I'm like, wow, and there was, and there was no 45-minute wait like there usually is there, you know? Really? So, yeah, yeah, it's usually a very happening place, yeah. What's the so name of the place? Casa Vega. You're right. Casa Vega. Casa it's Vega. been around forever, and uh, it's gotten more pricey. It's gotten yeah. definitely more expensive over the years, but it's it's more the the ambiance is great. It's super dark in there, you know. Mm -hmm. If you go during the day and you walk out, you're like blinded. You know, yeah. it's like walking yeah. out of a movie, like a matinee. It's just a great vibe. Well, tell me about the food. Is it heavy? Because typically, now I'm in Pennsylvania, so a lot of 
how would I put it? You know, a typical Mexican place, you're going to hurt when you come out of there. Right, right. But there was a place that my wife and I, okay, I don't know how many episodes you've heard, but I've mentioned this in the past. There's the Jackson curse where if we love a restaurant, it's going to close. Okay, right, right. It could be a McDonald's and we'll put it out of business. It's that type (laughs) of thing. So this started with a place called the Hacienda uh, near us. And this place was different because you had shredded chicken. Everything was fresh. Um, You can eat like a king and walk out of there and not feel like you're going to die. And a lot of places are just, you know, meat, lettuce, cheese on everything. And you're going to hate yourself when you leave. Well, this place was our goat... It was such our go-to that we would walk in, they'd go, oh, here's your booth. Uh, do you want the regular? Yes. Like we, mm-hmm. we would, you know, we wouldn't have to order our um, appetizer or our meal. Like it right. was one of those. I had my bachelor party there, you know, and then we walk in one day and they go, Oh, are you here to say goodbye? And we're like, we just got here. Where are we going? Oh, no. Oh, no. And they're like, oh, no, no. Uh, Tomorrow's our last day. The the folks who own it are retiring. And we're like, I mean, there's a picture of me with tears. Oh, You know, because they gave me a menu to keep. Oh, that's great. Yeah. That's nice they did that. Thankfully, Cindy was able to figure out their enchiladas. Oh, there you go. So right? you get to, yeah, keep it alive a little bit. But I'm telling you, ever since then, we don't say any place is our favorite because I swear they close. Yeah, You learn not to get attached. Yeah. Right? Yeah, yeah sure, sure. Oh, I'm t- as a, it was funny, too, because the folks who retired would come and hear us perform. And the one time after a show or during our break, Cindy runs over and says, listen, I know you wouldn't give me your uh, recipe. Because she's like, well, I might make a cookbook. Well, she never did. And Cindy said, "Um, I think I figured out your enchiladas. And she like whispered it into her and she goes, you've added some stuff. But yeah, that's basically it. Oh, right, but she can't figure out her chili because it was like finely ground um, meat. Oh wow, nice. Okay, yeah. yes. So, so I was like there. My point is, when I see you post those pictures, I'm like, I, it's so far away. <laughs> yeah. You know, right. Even, yeah. even like the small town, um, you did one of the burger joint with the Texas sauce over the burger. I think the other day. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Right where that was, yeah, that was that's yeah, munchies yeah. or something like that. I, oh, the munch box. Yes, the munch that was box. it. Yes, yes. So yeah, I'm. The place has been around since the fifties. I finally went there. It was great. Was yeah. it? Yeah. It doesn't look yeah. like it's an expensive place. No, it's still cheap. It's been almost fifties prices somehow. <laughs> I don't know how they do it. You know what I mean? Well, did you ever have a top dog in your area? No. Okay. No, we didn't. We have had. That. 
the equivalent of that place. It was called Top Dog. And there was like two of them. And it was an arcade, but for like a nickel and a quarter, you could get like Texas wieners or a cheeseburger. Up until about 10, 15 years ago, it was the place to go. I mean, you'd, you'd again, five bucks and you could pay for a family to eat three times. Right. Well, it's gone. You know, how long can that last? Yeah. But uh, I figured when I saw your picture, I'm like, oh, that takes me back. Yeah. Oh, that's great. Right. Yeah. I, I love those little, just those little hole in the wall places that have somehow yeah. managed to stick around and, you know, they're mom and pop. And, you know, I try to go to mom and pops as much as possible, you know. Me too. Me too. Yeah. Because I don't know about you, but there's a quality, hmm. there's a common factor in all the processed food that you go, I'm done. I got to take a break. I can't go to, right. you know, wherever, corporate, whoever, over and over yeah. again. Right. You right. Know, and if you get someone like a mom and pop where they care, oh, you're set. You feel the love in the meal. Yes, exactly. Right? Exactly. Yeah. So I've been living vicariously through you. Oh, right, <laughs> right on. My pleasure. My pleasure. Especially since this uh, whole pandemic thing. I you know. know. It's one of my hobbies is taken away from me now. I can't go to the, you know, I can do takeout. I'll do that sometimes. But I try to do that sparingly. I try not to go out too much. Mm -hmm. You know, I'm trying to keep it as low key. But, uh, yeah, but, you know, food places in my record store things I miss the most. <laughs> okay, that was the other thing, too. You still buy vinyl. Yep, I'm one of those guys. That's okay. Oh, I'm, yeah, yeah. You know, I, I appreciate that because, you know, you appreciate the fine differences. Like, it's like I don't drink alcohol, so I could never be a wine guy. Right. But I drink right. coffee, and I can appreciate <clears throat> that. You know what I mean? Oh, totally, totally, yeah, yeah, yeah. I just love the uh, the artwork, and then the you know the the warmer sound you can get on things, and just mm -hmm. you know, I love finding a cool record I've wanted for like you know five or six bucks. Like the record store doesn't know what they have, you know. That's always fun when something I've, like that happens. Yep. Well, I'll tell you something. When I've always been maybe ten steps behind whatever the current trend is, because mm -hmm. I don't want to fall into the fad or god forbid do a beta max thing where you think it's going to go one way and it goes another so i give it some time well this gets into i'm sure our monkeys conversation because i have questions for you but back in 86 uh my first i didn't have CDs when they first came out. I don't even know if they were out in 86. I think it was late 80s, early 90s, as I recall. Um, but I didn't have a tape, like a stereo tape player. I had a tape, like a square, you know, there's no right. stereo. Well, my father still listened to eight tracks. Oh, nice. Yeah. Nice. And <laughs> so I thought, all right, I have a record player. But the speakers are bad, like they buzz. Oh, yep. And I remember going to the mall, flipping through in the middle of the walkway, 
somebody selling their used records or, you know, and a guy who didn't know what he had. I got two things that day. I got Loose Salute, Mike Ooh. Nesmith, the first national band. Yes. Oh, nice, On vinyl. Man. That was my – again, this is 86, 87. The Monkees had just exploded, and I didn't quite know everything. So to find out that, wait a minute, Mike Nesmith, who I love in this band, has done other stuff? That right. was how I found out. So I scoop it up, and I turn to my mother, because I didn't have, you know, I'm 10, 11 years old, maybe. Right. I need this. Well, maybe yeah. we'll come back and get, no, 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 no. I'm not leaving without this. <laughs> so I got that on vinyl, and I got, the other thing the guy didn't know he had, a poster of the monkeys and Jimi Hendrix for Florida. Oh, wow. Yeah. And it's just, it's just one of those, uh, yeah, hand bills kind of thing. Yes. Yeah. So for all I know, it was a copy of a copy who knows, but he had it for like a buck. Oh, and I'm like, nice. I, to see the monkeys with Jimi Hendrix in Florida on April or June 7th. I'm like, I need, and remember, posters and stuff weren't easy to find at the time for the no. monkeys. Now you can just go online and get anything you want. Exactly. No. Yeah. But no. back then, you know, oh man. So yeah. those were my two finds that day, and I would go home and I played it, and you know I'm hearing something other than monkey stuff, and then here comes this one song fading in, and it sounds familiar. And it's listen to the band, right? With the first national band, yeah. I still get the <laughs> chills every time I hear it. But I remember going, "Nobody's gonna understand what I'm feeling right now because my yeah. parents don't." You know? Yeah, you're yeah. like, don't you know what's happening right here, right now? He did it again. The song he already he did it again, and it's different. Yeah, you know. But Incredible. I had to tolerate the whole buzzing of the speakers that were only you know yay yeah. big yeah yeah uh, but but you 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 dealt with it though huh no oh without a doubt <laughs> yep, yep and then eventually you know i got headquarters on um vinyl so all right headquarters okay now i got that and then eventually i made the switch over to tapes and i'm like let's just get everything for, so for that christmas or sorry my birthday the week before Every album, just get me everything anybody possibly can. And I remember my aunt buying me the Arctic Monkeys. Oh, right, the band, the band. Yeah, the yeah. Monkeys? Well, it yeah. says Monkeys. I'm like, no, no. <laughs> and I kept it because I didn't want to hurt her feelings. But yeah, I've been. Yep. Not the same. Not even spelled the same way. Come right, on. It's not, yeah, come on. There's no wool hat spelled wrong. Oh, come on. Geez. I know. I know. It's but, funny. It's always know. yeah. People mean well, and you're like, yeah, I know, right? People people do that with me. Like I'm a huge Springsteen fanatic too. And I uh, saw your picture with him. Oh uh, yeah, I got to meet the man. Nice. I waited 12 hours to meet him, but it was always funny because like my mom-in-law, my mother-in-law, she's really sweet, but she'll like buy me like his new album that's coming out like two weeks later, and I don't have the heart to tell her like I, I bought it. 
right when it came but i'm always like well it's good to have it <laughs> or his book. I'm like, and i'm just like thank you like, <laughs> it's like yep like, even yeah. if it's something for the shelf you can say you know there's the physical copy i have the digital or whatever right exactly i mean it's sweet but it's always just like yeah i'm 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 always on it don't worry the conversation <laughs> would have helped a long way with this Right, right, yeah. And not yeah. to be ungrateful or anything, but you know what I mean. It's just I'm with you. I know. Yeah, yeah. Tell yeah. me about how did you discover the monkeys? I discovered them little as a little kid in the seventies. I guess and it'd be uh, what they call a second generation yep. fan. I guess. Yep. It was on syndic- the original repeats. Yep, yep. On syndication, I think it was Channel Five KTLA. So I'd watch that, and that was fun. And my brother, Jeff, had a lot of the Monkees albums, so I grew up kind of listening to them a bit, you know, with, along with the Beatles and everything. And then that was it, and then it kind of laid dormant for a long time. And then my buddies, Rob and Matt, were big Monkees fans, and they were playing them a lot in the 90s. And that's when mm-hmm. I started getting a little deeper into it mm-hmm. and digging it, but I still didn't, like, I didn't totally dump in the lake yet, but I was totally... Loving it, particularly the Nesmus stuff. Oh, of course. I was just prone to. You know, I love it all, but I was prone to that. And then about eight years ago or so when my mom passed, I was just kind of looking for something different to listen to just to kind of, you know, feel good. And uh, I had one of those uh, best of the month, one of the hundreds of best of the month. Oh, things. sure. And I kept listening to that. And once again, I just kind of kept going to all the Nesmus songs, like Sweet Young Thing, you know, what am I doing hanging around? Mm-hmm. And, uh, and I was just like, this is great. So then I'm like, I got to start picking up albums. And I was talking to my buddy, Matt, who's like a major monkey head. And he would kind of guide me. And then I just got obsessed. So learning about them. And, and it's boom. a, it's a um, what's the word I'm looking for? Um, a rabbit hole you go down? And yep. it's a wonderful story. Yes. Uh, you know, these four individuals who are not necessarily alike came together, and that's part of the magic is that dynamic of each individual. Yes. Yeah, they all brought their thing to it, right? Yeah. And, um, yeah, an all distinct different like davy jones kind of brings the theater mm-hmm. the broadway, broadway kind of you know nesmith yeah. the country rocker songwriter dolan's the showman peter Tork, the actual like really good musician you know what i mean so again all those personalities yeah and well it's funny one. too because i always say this peter peter could play a lot of instruments but and i'm you know my son my children my whole family but on their own through osmosis, my kids have discovered the magic of Nez and the monkeys. And so we'll have these conversations and where Peter was maybe able to play a lot of instruments, he was better as a harmony guy than a lead singer. You know what I mean? Like, and that's not to badmouth anybody, but there are bad songs that he's contributed that, you know, and that, that's not just because of the him singing lead, but do you have, um, you must have it. You have the Just Us album? Don't have that one. Okay. I did, I did hear it once, though. I There's hear one, one track. Buddy. Now, it's a great album except for two things. Nez needed to sing lead a whole lot more. 
Right, right. There, but you could hear him on every track. And they should have, through their careers, harmonized more. Because when the four of them are together, like the yep. beginning of She Hangs Out, that do they run, they run, they right? Yep. Mm -hmm. So you would think the people that were listening and making the calls early on should have said, get the four of them in the studio all the time to record together. Because just their vocals are amazing. Yeah, there's a song on Just Us that Peter puts in there that I would have said no a thousand times to. The album should have been broken up more because the rest of the songs are great. Right. But there's a song that Peter does called I Believe You mm -hmm. that will make you jump off a cliff because oh, it's, no. it's okay. such a minor key. It's I Believe You. I believe you. It doesn't get any brighter than that. It doesn't. No. It stays, stays right there, huh? And then there's another song on one of the Missing Links albums. I think it's the third one. Uh, Merry Go Round, I think it's called. Right. Yes. That's yeah. another one that just, yeah, that's, no, dude, yeah. just stop no. it. Agreed. Yep. You know, right? Whereas mm -hmm. the other three have a bigger range i mean nez yeah. alone we can go on for hours clearly absolutely favorite too yeah um but i will say there's a handful of songs of peter's that are phenomenal oh sure that should have been put on albums that weren't until like missing links came out right ladies baby yep you know wow. um oh What's the one? Uh, come on in. Come on in. That's the one I was just thinking of. Come I'm like, on. I can hear it in my head. Yeah. It's oh, gorgeous. Right? Yeah. Uh, but apparently what happened, from what I understand with Lady's Baby, was by that point, he was really into the drugs and the partying. Okay. And when he went into the studio to record that for the bee birds, the bees, and the monkeys, mm -hmm. He took three hours. I may have the time. It could be longer. But basically, he wasted the whole day hanging out with his friends in the studio instead of getting to the freaking song. Yeah. You know, where where right. they've always said, like, Nez was the one to go, come on, guys, let's, you know. Like, right. Nez, the whole reason Just Us happened was because Nez came to them and said, are you guys ready to make a new album? Because I, I just want to keep making music. Why, you know, we're all still here. Let's go. Well, that's, I guess, because you remember, Peter left. Right. Yeah. And I think he says it's because they weren't making the music he wanted, but I think he was too much into the party. Right, he got swept you know. up in that. Yeah. So Nez and the other two... I could see Nez go, that's okay. That's fine. We could do something new, you know, and let's start cranking out music. And then Peter, or sorry, Mickey and Davey kind of just go, I'm happy singing I'm a believer for the rest of my life. Right, yeah. yeah. And Nez goes, no, we could do more. We could do better. And yeah. that's why eventually he ends it, because if you're the only guy rowing the boat, 
Yeah, your arms get tired. You're going <laughs> to burn. Yeah, you're going to get frustrated yeah. and burn out, which I think is why he left the tour, the Just Us tour. I mean, right. I'm sure you know that history. They were yes, in Europe, yeah. and then he didn't come to the States when I got to see them. Mm. Um, I got to see the three of them. And he had just said, I remember his quote, and it stuck with me. He said, I have better things. Or, or, come on, guys. After we get done with this tour, we'll get back in the studio. We could, st And the other three went, we could, you know, we could just sing I'm a believer and make money. And his quote was, I have better things to do with my thinking. And I love him for that. That sounds total, total Nez. Right? Totally, like, yep. keep going. Many irons. Yeah. It. That's one of my personal driving forces. Don't just do one thing. Work hard to add to the world, you know. Yeah, keep and, challenging yourself. and you Yeah, know, and, and have more building. than one iron in the fire. Yeah, 100%. So, you know, but now... <laughs> now him and Mickey are out touring all the time. Right, right, exactly. And the, do you have the Good Times album? Yes, you do. Oh, yeah. Oh, I know yeah. you do. Because I think yeah. when you got it, that's when I'm like, <gasps> he gets it. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You know? that, was a, that was a big time when my Excellent that came out album. for me and my buds. Oh, great. Well, Return of, oh, beautiful. And when they announced it, I remember thinking, you know, this is on the internet. I'm not going to believe it until I... You know, and then they're like, right. are, no, they are coming out with a new album. And I went, wait a minute, is Nez on it? Because he wasn't mm -hmm. on Pool It. Right. And that album would have been a thousand percent different with him on it. Mm hmm. Right. Because they 100. didn't even play their own. In I mean, they didn't play anything on Pool It. They just kind of no. went in, sang their song and left. Yeah, exactly. You know. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Fine album, but yeah. you can clearly changes and pool it are perfect examples of what the monkeys would have been without Nez. Perfectly said. Absolutely. Right? Yep. Like he is the yep. definitive factor in their legitimacy. And yeah, I mean, that's basically it. He made them a band. Exactly. Peter exactly. agreed with them, but Peter was never going to be the driving force to fight against the man. Right. And make it happen. Where Nez was like, oh no, we're doing this. Yep. You know, so you, I always say, in my mind, I think of the monkeys as Mike Nesmith and the monkeys. Yeah. Which yeah. isn't to take away from the other three. Not at all. But it is bumping up the significance of Nez being part of it. 100. Right? 100. Yeah. I mean, he made them, yeah, songs he contributed, just astounding. Just yeah. as good as anyone else at the time, any of their peers. And it's He funny. was right up there with them. Oh, without a doubt. I mean. Easily. Underrated, man. Underrated. And I've spent from 86 for, I guess, the rest of my life, but defending them and promoting like basically <laughs> spreading the gospel of nesmith is really what it is because as one of the things i love about him and also want to strangle him for is 
He's humble to a fault. He will brush off any giant compliment, which I love because I don't want him to be arrogant. Right. But there are but, times Cindy and I both go, just take the freaking compliment, you know? Yes. 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 Right? I know. Right. Exactly. Exactly. Oh, so I know. I know. remember for me, like I didn't know about them in the seventies. You know, they, they come back into the spotlight in 86 and the world goes nuts for them. I remember all it's the huge. kids at school and I went, I'm not following a fad. Gotcha. I will discover this later <laughs> on my own. And by that summer, I'll never forget it. I'm flipping through the stations. I think the episode was Don't Look a Gift Horse in the Mouth, which is very early first season episode. Right. And they're doing the commercials where it's Mickey. He hadn't gotten his teeth fixed yet. <laughs> and his hair is still in a big fro. But he's talking, hey, Philadelphia, the monkeys are coming. And I went, I don't know which one this is. I wonder, I wonder if I'm going to be able to tell the difference between them. And the show starts, and right away, I see Nez, and I go, that guy. That, I like him. <laughs> I connect with him. <coughs> I, I love his natural way. Because, again, he doesn't think of himself as an actor. No, He's no. so natural in everything he does. So natural. And he so was natural. only 24 or so. Yeah, kid. I still look at him mm -hmm. at, you know, I can watch the reruns, reruns now and never feel that I'm 45. Like right. he's still always the guy I'm looking up to. Yeah, yeah. An old Agreed. soul, I would say, right? Yes, yes. And then to hear Papa Jean's blues, I'm like, mm. like, like doors opened. I realized, oh, so this is what I'm going to do with the rest of my life. I'm going to be at least a singer and awesome. then to find out wait he's a singer songwriter i'm gonna do that too right on That's right like, awesome yeah yep but oh you got to hear them in the 70s they were not even mentioned until their reunion for me it, i never heard anything on the oldie station right Nobody ever mentioned Nothing, huh? in conversation it was the yeah. same thing for um cat stevens until what 20 years ago i'd say right yes yeah. i think i way yeah and i think i was just lucky too i had the benefit like when i was a little kid like you know five six seven eight my brothers and sister they were teenagers so they were like checking all that stuff out you know what i mean so like i i got to just experience that through them so i was lucky in that sense that i had that older kind of oh yeah siblings around me you know what i mean so that is lucky. See, I, I have an older sister, but she was 13 years older than me. Okay. So I was kind of an only child. Yeah, me too. Me too. I mean, other than I'd hang around and listen to their records and stuff. But yeah, mm -hmm. I was kind of just on my own. I was playing Star Wars. I didn't have to sh share my Star Wars toys or anything. Mm -hmm. <laughs> you know what I mean? I remember, um, again, laying on my sister's bed while she got ready for a date and listening to Sticks. And Rod Stewart. Nice. Hot legs. I remember that. <laughs> right on. Right on. That's but, great. And then she's like, oh, here. Here's a stack of my records for you. And it was Sticks, Rod Stewart, Grease, the soundtrack to Grease. 
Yeah. Uh, which as much as I don't need to see the movie for a long time, the soundtrack's fantastic. It is. It is. Right? I mean, oh, 100%. I'm a sucker for harmony, so. Yeah, me too. And that's right? just, it's all over the place there. Um, I know. So, and you're, you're a musician too. Yeah, I mean, I play. You know, I have friends that are musicians that play. But, you know, I, I, I can chug along and play. You know what I mean? Play. Uh, guitar. Yeah. Do you have a preference? Acoustic, electric? I like playing electric, yeah. mostly. You know, but um, you know, I have my my acoustic right here. Oh, nice. That nearby, and uh, you know, I, I like to play, but I wouldn't consider myself like a musician. Musician. But yeah. My two buddies, Rob and Matt, that I was telling you about, they're really good. Matt's a great bass player. Rob's a great guitar player. So we'll, well, when we could hang out, we'd get together and play and. They play so good that I kind of sound good. <laughs> yeah, that's how I look at it. But I used to be in some bands, you know, had fun with that back in the day. But yeah, I'm much better. I'm much better at doing comedy. I don't have to be in tune. Well, it's <laughs> funny to too. Much. That's what I was gonna say. How did you? How did you pick a? Well, I always say it's a vocation because I can't see myself not singing, not doing music. Right. You know what I mean? Like, so I'm willing to do it no matter what. So it's a vocation. Yeah. How did you pick yours? I'm doing comedy and performing. I just always had a natural, uh, people would say I was kind of funny or I made people laugh. And then I started doing, I'm like, well, let me try doing stand up. So I did that for some years, mm-hmm. you know, nothing on a major scale, but I, you know, I won a contest or two and I would do that. But then I was just kind of like, I always liked the idea of being in a troupe or an ensemble. And my sister would always say, you should do improv. You'd be really good at it, you know? And uh, it's like, yeah. So I kept getting these things from um, the community college, like their night courses, right? You know, extension programs. There's an improv class. And I was like, eh, it's 70 bucks, 65 bucks. Let me try it. You know, it's 10 minutes away. If I hate it, fine. Never have to do it again. Yeah. And I did it. And I, what my wife said when I came home, the look on my face, I was just like, Glowing, right? <laughs> you know, so because so, yeah. then you get filled with that adrenaline. Like, okay, yes. keep going. Let's keep going. I'm not done. Yeah, yeah I don't want to do sleep. That. I want to just keep doing right. this. Yeah, yeah, hundred percent. So then, and then the guy who actually taught the Pierce classes is the guy who runs Slow Children at Play, the director and producer and stuff. And he was like, "Hey, I do this." He pulled me aside and a couple other people he thought were pretty good and said, "I do these twelve uh, week workshops. You want to do it?" And I was like. All right, you know, and I did that. Sure. I loved it. Did that two times, and that was back back then. I didn't check my emails at all. I had no reason to. And then one day I'm like, I better just check my emails. And then I saw like like a month before I'd gotten an email from him saying, "Hey, do you want to audition for the troop?" I was really. Like, I missed my I missed the boat. <laughs> so I emailed. Him. I was like, "So sorry, I never checked my emails, but I will check them forever <laughs> from here on." He's like, I "Actually, still have to fill the spot. Come audition." Uh, and I auditioned, and it went well. I remember I walked out of the theater saying, "Yeah, I'm not done with this place. I'm coming. I'm, I'm gonna, I'm gonna be, be back. I'm gonna be done." Yeah, see, I yeah. Love and it's that. yeah, it's so much fun. Because there's and a lot of people who do one form of entertainment or another where they don't have. Okay, they have one of two things: they either don't have enough confidence, and they think that they bombed everything, or that they suck, or yeah, you know, right. or they go the complete other way, and they're just delusional. Thank you. Yes. Right. Yeah. Yes. 
And I never wanted to be the delusional guy. You no, know? <laughs> I, it sounds like you have that good balance, right? I got, right I got that. Yeah, I do have that good balance. Yeah, I, I, I like to think that I do, you know? And, yeah. And through, through that, it's just been fun, too. Like, I've gotten to do all sorts of fun, like, paid gigs through it, too, you know? Like, doing these, uh, I've gotten PA jobs from people that work on sets and stuff, so I've gotten to do that. So I've gotten really? to make money from that. We do these fun things, uh, mock deposition gigs, where you go to these, like, fancy law firms, and it's, like, first-year lawyers, and you have to study a case, right? And you, yeah. And, uh you know, it's not like a script. You just study the case, the person you're going to be, and they depose you. It's a mocked up position. And, wow. Uh, and you get so to fun. stay in character. Yeah, you get to stay in character, like, all day, basically. It's, like, six hours. And oh, Wow. Yeah, and those are fun because, actually, the money is kind of pretty good for that. It's, like, kind of, <laughs> you walk away going, I just got to that's so stupid. That's ridiculous. Yeah. They paid like, me better, for playing? Yeah, okay. Yeah. I better, <laughs> better cash this before they catch on and take me away. <laughs> I got to walk you know away I mean? before somebody realizes how much they gave me. Yeah. There's no heavy lifting and they feed you. <laughs> it's pretty great. So, you know, wow. I've had like all sorts of great opportunities come just from doing this other than, you know, the satisfaction of, you know, performing. Yeah. And, and you know, the camaraderie you get, the troop and stuff. A lot of people have come and gone, but there's a nucleus of people that have stayed. So, Well, and that's what I was saying to you last night when we were yeah. going back and forth. Like, I admire the ability to do it in the moment. Like, that's impressive to be – I had – um Kristen Key on the one couple times Mm -hmm. and she's doing rather well for herself doing stand-up and I was saying you know everybody thinks they're funny there's you you get the guy at the party who thinks they're fun they could be hilarious at a party that's but now put them on stage yep and you're not you know and for you to be able to not only be on but you have to bounce off other people who also have to be just as ready and on as you are yep yeah it's That's... almost like playing music in a way when it goes well when, when improv mm-hmm. well it's the same thing you like boom let this person do a solo let this person do a, a fill you know you just kind of yes and you kind of feel where a little bit you can feel where that moment is all right in three seconds i'm going to get to say something yeah you feel that and That's impressive, also, though. Thank you. It's fun. And then the, and the one thing you learn, too, when you go on, if something doesn't land, mm-hmm. don't panic. Just right. like, keep going. Just keep going. No one, care, no, one, no one cares. No one, most people up out there are, can't do, I'm not, you know, right. they're, they're terrified for us going, I could never do that, you know? Right. So it's like most people are there to, everyone's there to support you. You just keep going, you know? That's wonderful. I remember being in college and we'd have improv people come in. And even if they weren't the best, nobody cared because, like you said, there's something about when you choose to sit and watch somebody, it's a welcoming thing. Nobody's there to boo you. Nobody's there to no. be miserable. It's I'm, I'm rooting for you to succeed in what you're trying to do for me. Yeah, exactly. Right? Yeah. That's a, exactly. By itself, that's a wonderful, inspiring yeah, it, yeah, it's a very special thing. It's so fun, and we got we're nice. We have our audiences are nice. We got a lot of regulars that come, and they just love it. And, you know, mm-hmm. it's just it's, it's so so much fun to do. We're doing these Zoom shows now. I saw the pictures. Yeah, yeah, 
it's, it's uh, that's a different. Uh, that's got to be different. It's weird. It's weird. Because it's, it's cool though. It's multiple cool cameras. Nobody knows yep. when to talk. You're not mm-hmm. in a room, so you can't pick up the physical clues. Right. So, but we kind of practiced a lot and kind of learning a way just in this meantime to do it. You know, so it's not really? the same as being there. But yeah, and the, but the show we did two weeks ago went pretty. It was. We were very proud of it. You know, it uh, went pretty smooth. And well, how does that? How do you? Again, not to sound like an idiot, but I know each group will do something different. How do you guys start? You go up on stage. Right. Okay. Yeah. So we'll, we'll have a, instead of scenes, they're called games. So we'll have this, a game where we know like what the structure of the game is. Right. But we don't, but we, we get suggestions from the audiences, right? Like, okay, we're, what's a non-geographic location that someone will say kinkos okay so now we gotta be at kinkos what's the relationship between these people ex-convicts all right go you know and you just gotta and then there's sometimes within the games there's little rules you do if someone says a certain word you got from the audience that person has to do something you know so there's a lot sure. of moving pieces man so it's just yeah taking something out of air and just that stress <laughs> though of going i got nothing <laughs> Oh yeah. Oh, that happens. That right. Happens. Yeah. But, but then you go. Yep. But your castmates, someone will, and you kind of find that way. You know, once yeah. once, you, once you do it long enough and not panic, and you're like, and sometimes people like mention places or a thing I've never heard of or something. <laughs> it's just yeah. Like, All right, uh, you're a power ranger. You're a green power ranger. I'm like, I don't know the power rangers. What's the difference between you know, that and the green? <laughs> you know, it's like I don't know. <laughs> but you know, but then you just make it work. Nobody, See, that's you know what I mean? fun. I, I mean, and how long do you usually do those last? Uh, our shows usually. Yeah. Uh, the shows usually go about yeah hour twenty. Okay. Yeah, and they're usually about ten games. You know, they're, we do short form improv, which is like this short form, which is like we do, which is kind of like that, that show. Whose line is it anyway? Mm-hmm. Remember that show? Mm-hmm. It's like that, just kind of short little games. Then there's long form, which is more like. I guess that'd be more like classical music or prog rock where it goes all these different kinds oh, of places. Well, we're more like the Ramones or something where it's just uh-huh. boom, 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 you know, like <laughs> power pop, you know? So, yeah. And there's a place for it all. You know, it's all great, but yeah. Well, how many years did you do stand-up? I did that off and on about six years, mm-hmm. off and on. And uh, I liked it, but I was just kind of like, yeah, I just didn't know where to go with it. I, I like, I just like the whole Saturday Night Live, that whole kind of ensemble. Well, uh, that's what I was going to say. I would think that much like we're saying when you play with somebody musically, it's the same thing doing improv because you're inspired. Whereas if you're by yourself, yeah. you're right. You kind of go, it's all on me. Mm-hmm. There's nobody else to bounce off of, and it's go, 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 go. I don't even have time to breathe. Right, exactly. And it's fun. I mean, I had a lot of fun doing it, but it was just kind of like, sometimes I think, do I want to go back to trying it and erase some stuff? And I'm just like, I don't know. (laughs) know. And it'll be there. I mean, yeah, and if I want to do it, I will. It's going to happen. You know what I mean? But I just can't force it. Yeah. Um, Yeah. I was telling you the one time, I did stand-up. That's right. I want to hear about that. How, okay. how, how was that? Well, and, and you could speak to this too. For me, 
See, when I, I used to act uh, a lot more, like on stage and local TV or whatever, and that's fun. Um, and I used, I remember walking into my first audition to a play, which I had never done before. I just rode my bike down, spur of the moment, walked in, said, all right, what is, oh, what are we doing? What do you want me to do? Yeah, I can sing. Okay. And I got it and I got the lead and it was like, um, wow. Yeah. Yeah. And it was a multi, like a satirical multi-skit kind of thing. Mm-hmm. And it was cool. called Never Count Your Chickens Until They Cry Wolf. And I was the wolf. Yeah. And I mean, with other things too, but okay, so now I get into acting. Now I'm, you know, this is what I'm going to do. And with the stand-up, somebody, you know, you always had the people go, you're funny. You should do stand-up. <laughs> yes. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Well, you know, again, I can be funny spur of the moment, tell a funny story, but when I'm playing guitar and singing for someone, it's not about me. It's yeah. about, I want you to feel what I feel about this song. Right. Right? Like, if I, yeah. here's a Mike Nesmith song I want you to hear. So mm-hmm. I'm constantly like if you were in my neighborhood i would have already have made you a stack of cds like that right kind on. of thing. and i do that for people it's like a a kindness addiction because oh you like this here's a stack <laughs> yeah i've done it people can that's testify so that's awesome yeah i think so i don't know if yeah. they ever listen to them but but hey right yeah <laughs> so when i play it's about not me. It's about trying to get that happiness of. That's awesome. Yeah. Cause you know what music does to your soul. Oh man. Yeah. Yes. Uh, and to do stand up, it felt to me also with acting. Me, 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 me. Look at me, look at me, look at me, look at me. Not arrogance. Not, no. not, not to say I think I'm something. Yeah, but it's uh, in order for you to laugh, you have to pay attention to me, and I'm you know, right? So I never thought to do it, you know. uh, I'll be the funny guy at the party. I don't need that pressure, and as you know, it's pressure. Oh yeah. Well, before my son was born, as a matter of fact, my wife was pregnant with him. We had gone to a local, it was Wisecrackers was the name of the place. And a night out, let's go, we've gone here before. Let's go to see some comedians. A guy who, I've always called him my cousin, even though I don't think we're related. Uh, when I was a little kid, he was my age, and he was the first peer that I thought was the funniest son of a bee. Gotcha. Yep. Right? And you go, yep. I love him. He's mm-hmm. hilarious all the time. Well, he was emceeing it. And he goes, oh, everybody, this is my cousin Mac. And he starts bringing over all the comedians, and I want you to meet him. And, you know, 
we were having a nice conversation. She goes, you need to come back next week and do this. And of course I go, <laughs> no, no, I can't. I'm not doing that. And he goes, seriously, you should. I dare you. Now, I don't fall for that. I'm not a peer pressure kind of guy. But I thought, I've always kind of wondered, I'm going to stand in front of these people and it's either going to go well or it's not, but I'm never going to see them again. Right. Tell you what, you do it, I'll do it. He goes, okay. So a week goes by. I have, I figure they give you five minutes. Right. I show up. He's not there. You son of a bee. Oh, no. Yeah. But no, 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 no. I've mentally prepared myself. I've already been on many stages. I don't care. This is the same kind of thing. Only I'm not singing and I'm not acting. I'm right. going to tell some funny stories. I remember where, exactly where we were on the road. My wife is driving me. Thank you, love. Speak of the devil. Got me some Duncan. Um, oh, nice. Yeah. <laughs> um, we're in the car and she's driving and we're at a stoplight and she turns to me and goes, you're not nervous at all, are you? Hmm? No, no. And I said what I just said. I'm never going to see these people again. So we show up. I go up. I start. Now, and you know this too. The hardest thing is to start. Once you get going, you're fine. Right. But I always worry about you. You, you walk in. Hey, everybody. Yeah. How's everybody doing tonight? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> you know, where do you go from there? Exactly. So I figured out a way to do it. And I said, oh, you know, my my wife is in the back here to, to root for me. Oh, everybody applauds. Yeah, she's pregnant. Ah, it's mine. So good. No, that's, that's good. That's good. <laughs> right? And once you get their first laugh, you're yeah. So I'm doing it. And I'm trying to, the, the manager's walking in front of the stage. And you know, she's going to give you the, you got two minutes or whatever. Well, she does that. And I thought, okay, I'm going to start wrapping it up now but then she goes oh really yeah longer and i kind of look at her and she goes uh-huh it gives me the nod of yeah keep going I'm like up oh, all righty so my five minutes was 10 minutes and i got done with it and i felt comfortable and like you said you feel that adrenaline and i got off the stage and she said that was fantastic. Come back anytime. I thought, nice. Thank you. Wow, that felt great. And I never went back. <laughs> never went back. <laughs> but you oh, had that. Yeah, yeah, I mean, and it wasn't any, you know, I did it. And I could do it again. It was nice to know I could. You could, right? I mean, probably only get better, too, because that was just one time. So, right. right. So that. And I heard great things, like people who were there, if I run into them, they still remember it and say nice things. So I thought, I'm that's great. Old and I, th check, I've done yeah. it. 
Done it. But as you know, there's only so many hours in a day. Right. So right. what are you going to put your weight behind? Yeah. Yeah. Right? So you, you, of course, go with the music. Right? Yeah. Well, yeah. And, and I'll tell you why. It's got a, probably the same thing with you doing the, the things that you do. I'm more in control. Right. I can still yeah. act. And occasionally I do. Well, like I, I, I write, act, produce my audio series because I'm in charge of it. Right. I'm not doing somebody else's lines. Mm-hmm. I'm not answering to a director. It's the same thing with playing music. I am. I get to do what I want, when I want, how I want, and hopefully the response will be there. The people will go, more of that, please. Right, right. Right? Yeah. It, that's got to be the same thing for you. Oh, 100%. 100%. So I think, yeah, all right, I could be in it. You know, my mother goes, oh, you could, you know, you could have been – uh, an actor and moved to LA or New York or a singer and moved there. I said, I could, but I'm still doing it. I'm just not moving anywhere. Like I wanted to have right. a family and yeah. nothing is stopping me from doing it. Granted, you know, am I rich and famous? No, I'm doing okay. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. You know, um, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm satisfied doing it. Like we're not famous, we're not on TV, but I'm, I'm very satisfied. But you are good. known. I can say that as yeah. uh, an outsider. I I can say that I knew of your troupe before I knew you were in it. That's awesome. That's and, awesome, yeah. man. That's and then great. you know, to to know you is to love you. So like, well, oh, thank you, man. You're welcome. <laughs> thank you. <laughs> it's thank it's it's you know, you're doing something that you're passionate about, but you're not doing it because you think you're something. And the sincerity mixed with the talent is what's sending you places. Yeah. Oh, 100%. Because there's so many people in this world that don't deserve the fame that they have. They're arrogant. Or not talented. Yeah. Right? I know. It's like, yeah, it's like I tell people, I said, it's pretty cool. We have our own little theater. We got our little poster up in the window, you know, we got a play, actual place to rehearse in a theater every week. Well, when everything was, you know, normal, you know what I mean? So it's yeah. like, that's pretty good. I mean, we have our own little theater. Do you we get have, recognized get a lot? I have once or twice. Just from like, hey, I saw you in that. So children, I, it has had not a lot, not a lot, because we have small crowds, but it has, it has happened, and that's always, it's neat when it does. Yeah, and, yeah. and I'm sure it's going to keep happening too. Actually, probably. I'm, I'm, it's cool. I don't like it. Right? I mean, <laughs> I like be, people when you're playing around, or people like. Believe it or not, yes. Right. It's, it's mind blowing. I saw you the other night, kind of thing, right? Yeah. Not cool. only that, I just did. Um, my first couple comic conventions. Now, granted, oh, yeah. they were they were online, but I was yeah. a featured guest. Thank you. Like things are paying off now, and it's not about financial gain. It's wanting no. to leave my sure. mark on the world. I want to make sure that when I'm gone, people could go. Well, Mac Jackson did that. That's because of him. He created that. You know, right. this thing is still around and talked about because of that guy. 
Yeah. I think it's the Nesmith thing too. He, again, when he gets a compliment, he kind of tries to give, push it off and give it to somebody else. Like, you know, you say you're a genius. You created MTV. Well, I created it, but you know, I sold it to such and such and he took, see, he pushes it. But, you and I are running around telling people you need to appreciate him because yes. he's not going to talk about himself, but he created this. He's created that country rock is because of him. Bah, 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 bah. Yeah. So it's, I think part of his inspiration to me is that the, the, the trying to add to the what zeitgeist, the, the world in a positive way. Right. Right? So I'll tell you one of the first places, or at least one of them that I can recall. I was at a convention. It was a Stargate convention. And I'm running around having fun, meeting these people, shooting the bull. We're at a, like a brunch where they sit everybody down and eventually the stars will come over to each table and spend some time with you. Very nice. Well, (laughs) I'm walking by somebody. I answered somebody's question. They called me over. And as I'm walking back, I overhear the girl go, oh, that's Mac Jackson. He's famous. Wow. (laughs) What? What? Excuse me? Can you say that again into the tape recorder? (laughs) Yeah, yeah. What's that again? (laughs) You know, and then now because of not just the music, but you know, I don't have a record contract, but I'm still getting my music out there. I, I have a couple singles. Um, I now have enough songs to finally do. I finished my 10th song last night, actually. Um, oh, I think, yeah. I thought you Did you see my post? That, you? I just yes. posted that. Yes. yes. Everly's yes. Dance is what it's called. It's about yeah. my daughter. That's wonderful. And, and as, soon as, I, as soon as I could, thank you. As soon as I could uh, stop crying as I sing it, you know, I'll be able to perform it. Right. I'm playing it last night. I'm trying to do the words. But, you know, people are picking up on my music, and I'm surprised I was – where was I? It wasn't my radio station, like my choice of radio stations. And about 11 years ago – I'm in an office, and my song comes on the radio. Get out. Yeah. After, like, you know, <clears throat> pick somebody that everybody knows, my song was after it. I'm like, that's me. Yeah. And then after that, there was another guy, um, Pete Murray. Do you know who Pete mm-hmm. Murray is? That name's familiar, actually. He's Australian, mm-hmm. and he's big everywhere in the world except the united states okay but he's great i'll send you some stuff yeah please do but um his song came on after it and i just thought wow i got thrown in that mix so yeah to have people out of the blue recognize me or just recognize my work whether it's this podcast or the audio series or the music that's fine it's still me. It's my heart. It's my soul. But you kind of feel I'm doing it. Yeah. It's, it's working. 
you know, I'm again, yeah, I'm not signed to a record contract, but nowadays you really don't need to. No, be. you don't. Yeah, it's great. I have, exactly. I don't know, I, I have this. I got this for Christmas. This oh, is audio. What is that? Oh, that's cool. What is that it? is this is the size of it. It's smaller than even this. This is my hmm. digital recorder where basically you put the mics in, you put the guitar in, okay. and it filters into your computer. Correct. So my studio to do this is in the computer. I haven't Amazing. done it yet, but I had bought where I'd had a bigger like table size. It was $200 digital recorder, which I thought you plug in, you hit record, you play. No. Not the case. You arm this, you yeah, trigger yeah. that, you turn an ostrich on its head. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, exactly. and I couldn't figure it out. And then once I figured out how to record, well, how do you get it to the computer? Right. How do you, you could do all these multi-layer tracks, but how do you combine them? I just thought this is not fun. I, right. I realized my limit where I can't be the engineer and the soulful musician getting it right. I'm either in it mm -hmm. or I'm doing the other thing. But it's 100% one way or the other. If you go 50-50, nobody wins. Right. So then somebody that I um, – I used to host an open mic a couple nights a week. And one of the guys there said, oh, yeah, you have to get the whatever that thing is. Mm -hmm. And he told me about it. And I went, how much? That's cheap. He goes, yeah, it's less than 100 bucks. It's like 88, wow. 80 bucks or so. I'm like, and it all just, it's simple. Yeah. Okay. So I wow. asked Santa and Santa delivered. <laughs> oh, right on Santa. That's right? great, man. That's Who so cool. Some of your... Um, I mean, I, again, we can go, uh, and I'm sure we will, yeah. talk more about Nez and the Monkeys, but who are some of your favorite music people? Like, who do you, you know, touch oh, as your sure. soul? Yeah, well, uh, Springsteen, for sure. Definitely uh, uh, Tom Petty. Mm -hmm. um, I got to uh, get into him. He's got great stuff. I Not, know. Beyond just the hits, you know, even his deep cut. People only think of... You know, free falling, well, free yeah. falling, and like that's all wonderful. But oh man, he's got so many deep tracks that are just painfully, you know, underrepresented. Well, again, Even by him, feel free, feel free to post them to me, send them to me. Oh sure, put them on Definitely. the podcast page because yeah, you know about the the group page, the forever yeah, Adventure. that's yeah, there. Same thing as the podcast page. Post whatever you want. It's a community for, thing. So, right, for sharing, right? Yeah. yeah. So do that. I will. I will. But go ahead. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So, yeah, like Springsteen, Patty, well, Dylan, um, really into, uh, uh, there's this one folk singer woman, uh, Nancy Griffith, I'm really into. She's not very famous, but she's got a lot of albums out. She's been around for a while. I like her a lot. Uh, Cheap Trick. Mm -hmm. Big fan of Cheap Trick. Mm -hmm. uh, I have that. Um, <laughs> I got it because of Don't Be Cruel. Oh, right. Okay, yeah. Which yeah. I love. That is such a great version. It, I get yeah. chills every time. 
Yeah. But the other great song that always sticks with me, Ghost Town. Oh, that's a great song. Right? Great song. Oh, oh man. Yeah. Oh, that's a beautiful song. They got so many great songs, too. They're another one that's just, they're very Beatle-influenced, you know, a lot of Yeah. Well, did you know they're Nez fans? Did they? Are they? Nez got, Nez met them oh, about a year ago. A year ago at a festival or something, yeah. right? And they were like, that's hey! Right. And he that's was thrilled right. to meet them, too. That's right. Uh, yeah, and I'm, actually, I remember waking up and seeing that, my mind was blown, like, world's colliding. I'm like... <laughs> Oh, this is incredible. I was texting my friend, Matt, look who hung out, you know? <laughs> I know, that was, that's right, totally forgot about that. Yeah. Yeah, so that, also, I like a kiss. <laughs> it's, hey, yeah. It stuck with me since I was six, man, you know? Well, okay. And it's also, <laughs> you know, granted, they don't say no to marketing anything, but their music's fun. It, yeah, it, it doesn't have to be, in the 70s. you know, no, it, yeah, exactly. It doesn't. I don't. I don't. Not have everything to is like, going to be the deepest thing. It doesn't have to be. Nah, just good song craft. You know, especially their '70s stuff. I just love it. You know. Sure. You know. And then they talk about the marketing stuff too, and it's funny too. Like, oh, they just you know packaging of their albums and stuff. But I bought like like Elton John albums from the '70s, and there's like posters and eight by tens, and I'm like, eh, they weren't the only ones doing that. Like, and oh, he's sure. a proper artist, you know what I mean? Yeah. And Elton John's great too. Like, but if you can, you know, if you can afford to do that, like I always yeah. love um, when David Gray or Katie Tunstall comes out with their album, but you're also mm-hmm. going to get the option on the disc for a concert or a right behind the scenes stuff. I'm a sucker for that. Love that stuff. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Oh, you just mentioned Katie uh, Tunstall. Tunstall? Yeah, man, I have one of her albums. It's really get good. them all. I had one came out like, wrong. Yeah, I really dug it. Which one? She's holding a guitar. Yes, on the cover. Yeah, uh, for a long time, like maybe ten years ago or so. Yeah, that, that was, was her official second album. Okay, Eye to the Telescope. Then she put out uh, Acoustic uh, Extravaganza, which was one of those did in a, in a day kind of thing. And if you buy oh, okay. it. There's the DVD of watching them make it. Oh, cool. And I'll tell you, these type of things, they inspire you to pick up your guitar. and do Yeah. Something. Do Love something, that. Like write a song, play something. You know, I watch it and I'm like, all right, give me my guitar. I yep. think it work. Um, Drastic Fantastic is the album you're thinking of. That's it. Yes. Oh, Great that's album. So good. I got I to gotta bring that out, man. It's been, I haven't listened to that in years. And I, I'm telling you, I'm honest to God. So good. She is my, like, I love the bangles. Oh. Uh, so does she, I understand. Like, you can't go wrong with them. And she, no. Katie Tunstall is my, she's the great, oh, how do you, how do I put it? Definition of a sincere singer, songwriter, rocker who happens to be a woman. Like, she's not standing on a soapbox preaching, I'm all right. to hear me roar. No, no she, she's, she's a musician, and that comes first before anything, and yeah. she can do anything. Like, she's got such great range, and every album, which is why I'm saying get everything. Cause you, I will, I will. You cannot I that go album. wrong. Is it that one, or is it, no, Tiger Suit. The next one is called Tiger Suit, and okay. that was where I thought, ooh, she might go off the rails here because I heard about it before I heard it. She said, 
Well, it's inspired by a lot of the dance clubs in my neighborhood, which is that, mm-hmm. you know, that Londony, yeah, hard dance stuff. So I thought, oh, oh no, this might go wrong. Uh-uh. It, it actually works. Brilliant, See? because she found the balance. She said mm-hmm. it inspired her, but it didn't overtake it. And when right. you get it on DVD, it's another one of those where you get, or sorry, when you get it on CD, it's another one that comes with the DVD that will, ins- you'll see why it was made, how it was made, great, you know, behind the scenes stuff, and it'll inspire you. That's great. It's so good. And I couldn't yeah, get, so after that album, I went, whatever you do, you, it's like the Marvel stuff. Marvel movies have proven to me that I can just go, I'm not worried. Do what you're going to do. Right. You know, just get to enjoy. Point me. I gotcha. I don't yeah. have to be nervous anymore. Right. Right. Exactly. <laughs> yep. Yep. So, yep. um, who else? Go ahead. I'm- oh, another one uh, is actually from uh, Pennsylvania. Langhorn Slims. Huge on Langhorn Slim. Got to send me stuff. I don't know. I will. I don't yeah. Know I've seen him. He usually, usually comes out here a few times a year. He's just like, he's like folk rock punk, but punk is not the right. He's just incredible. He just plays an acoustic. He's got a small little band. Yeah? And, and they, yeah. I've seen him at the Troubadour out here. By the way, speaking of which, here's a little sidebar. You got yeah. to see Nez at the Troubadour. Yes, I did. You know what a big deal yeah. that is on oh, his history? I'm so blessed. And I got to do the meet and greet, too. I because... saw that. I liked the pictures last night. Oh, I saw that. Yes, them. yes. Oh, my gosh, man. Isn't he wonderful? So He was so nice, so kind, such a gentleman. Such a gentleman and just so sweet. I don't know if you ever heard (laughs) me prattle on, but he's been a mentor to me. Like, not just a meet and greet, but when I met him, for years I had sent him letters. And you'll notice on Facebook, he doesn't necessarily reply to people if you post something on his page. Right. So, you know, through the years from 86 on, here's this 10, 11-year-old on occasionally writing a thought, heartfelt letter. I don't know if it gets to him. I don't know if, you know, he, he cares. When Cindy and I were getting married, we invited him to our wedding because when I met her, and she said, oh, I sing in a band. I said, oh, what kind of songs do you do? And she said, well, we do a Mike Nesmith song. And I went, oh, and I hugged oh, her because bro. that was God telling me, yeah, man, this was- is the one. So it was, which is why our band is called Harmony Constant. Right. Because it was the first song that we sang together. God, that's awesome. So we thought, all right, we need to invite him. He's probably not going to come. But that's a great gesture. Like, hey, yeah. yeah. Right? And so he wrote back to us, like, a, wrote back on the response, can't make it, but thank you so much for the invite. Congratulations. That's so nice he did that. I love it. So. I had people I know that didn't respond RSVP for my wife. Right? <laughs> you, know what I, you know what I mean? That's yeah. So that's I thought, beautiful. this is the most I'm ever going to get from him, and that's fine. Because yeah. I'm a mature human being. As long as he's right. happy and healthy and he hopefully knows how I feel. Um, and he clearly read the letter that I sent with the wedding invitation. Yeah. So, okay. So now, 
Now we've met, we've gotten to see him a bunch of times. Yeah. And when I met him, I thought I'm going to have to introduce myself. He's not going to know who I am, but this is cool. We go to see him after um, a solo show about maybe five years ago. I've gotten to see him three times in person and we walk up, we stand in line. We're one of the lucky 50 who got the meet and greet pass. Nice. We walk up and I reach out my hand. I say, hey, Nez, I'm Mac Jackson. And he squeezes my hand and pulls me into a hug and says, Mac Jackson, get over here and hugs me. Wow. Yeah. Wow. And, and I look at Cindy and she's like, son of a bay. <laughs> figures god and he's like how are you and so he was as wow. excited to meet me as i was to meet him That's lo amazing. and behold i'm telling you lo wow. and behold he had gotten every letter i'd ever written he said to me you know and he kept his hand on me the whole time he said you know i see everything that you send me Every post that you make, I see it. I said, all of them? Every one. I'll never forget Every one. The way he does that. I can, I can totally see. Yep. Yep. And, you know, any of this, I would die and go to heaven and be thrilled. Of course. Uh, okay. Remember how I told you I would make you CDs if you were within arm's yeah. reach? Well, I had made him some CDs. I said... You know, amongst our conversation, I said, here's some other guys I think you might enjoy. He says, is your stuff on here? He knows I have stuff. So he has been following my career. Wow. And I go, well, yeah, I, I, I put them on in the beginning. I, you know, I don't know. If, do you like them? Are they any good? Here's the moment of truth. Because he can go, no, it's good. And just, you know, be nice and kind. And right. I would have eaten it with a spoon and been Absolutely. happy. Absolutely. He puts his arm around me. And with his other hand, he's like rubbing my arm. He goes, it's outstanding. You should be encouraged. Keep going. Wow. Wow. Right? Wow, that's incredible. Uh, okay. Like, what do you... And again, I'm preaching to the choir here, but he's my number one inspiration yeah. musically and comically. Like this guy yeah. means just... more than I can ever express. To have him know me, yeah, like me, and like what I do. That's are you kidding? That's like the the boom. You can't it. do better. Can't do that. That's better. it. That's so, it. I mean, that we had a nice 10-minute conversation. He signed stuff for us and I took pictures, not just one, but one with each of us. And, you know, gracious and wonderful. And, and like I said, mentoring. Like, I only get to see him for a couple minutes every couple years. But within that time, he's so nurturing and kind to me. Like, and so that's, you know, we figured, I remember I gave him a hug. Actually, it's funny. Cindy says, you know, you've meant so much to me and gives him a hug. 
and he hugs her and he turns like he, he gets out of the hug and I'm standing there and I go, huh? <laughs> and he goes, right? yeah. And he gives Aww. me a big hug. And I said, I hope I get to see you again. He goes, me too. And he really, like he double, you know, hand over hand. Oh, yeah. Oh, me man. too. And so we're thrilled. We think if we never get to see him again, it's never going to get better. Right. I'll tell you, every time we see him, he makes a point. Like we're in a room full of hundreds. And when your idol, hero, inspiration sees you and goes, hey, Mac, hey, Cindy, out of everybody and calls out to you. Think it, about that, man. It's funny because we make the, the joke about, you know, we love him as a human being as though he were the guy who lived in our neighborhood, like as though he lives across the street. And then right. it's surreal because, oh, wait, it's that guy. It's the guy we're watching on TV, and it's the guy whose songs we're singing. Yeah. And to have those two worlds come together, yeah. It's pretty great, man. And I'm, Right? And yeah. if you listen to the intro to this podcast, I have clips of him talking about me on his own Facebook feed. I thought I – right, yeah. I thought I heard – yeah, I was like – right. Wait a second. Okay. Well, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yes. Okay. I'm not crazy. Uh, I was catching that. So I, I honest to God could not ask anything more. He even said he wants to come on and do the podcast. Oh, which would be wonderful. Um, I just have to get whoever is the channel. Yeah. Well, he's busy right now. I'm like, did you ask him? Because he actually said he wanted to come on. Right. You know, we know each yeah. other now. Like it's not. Yeah. Crazy. Yeah. Right. Exactly. So I'm hoping that'll happen. But to be talked about in a room that you're not even in is pretty freaking good too. Oh, oh yeah, my friend. That's amazing. <laughs> I know. That is so cool. I'm that so is... so blessed. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, he was just so nice when I met him. He was just super chill and very nice. And and takes I was, the. T- that was the yeah, thing. He, he wants to take the time with you. He, I remember him saying, it was the same thing with Richard Dean Anderson. For years, they wouldn't do conventions because the people in charge would try and right. rush people through. And they both said, no, if I'm going to do this, I need like at least five minutes per person. Right. Right. right? He's yeah. not keeping just, his head down and just signing stuff. Yep. Yep. No. Yeah. Like when I asked him to sign the album, and I, I think you saw the picture, and I had him sign, uh, you get the gum, I'll get the Pez. <laughs> and it was just so cool, because then he was like, we are like doing a project together, because he's like, well, if you want, I could sign it here, like across like this. And I said, Where, wherever you want, man, I'll look, you know what I mean? It was just like, yeah. it was really like, like, it was so like doing something, like a, like a project. You know? Yeah. Because like, yeah, he could have no just scribbled all over it and said, I don't really care. But he wants to make sure that you're happy. Yeah. I love that. Yes. Yeah. He was just, I was just, I was on a cloud. Yeah. Yeah. Well, first time I met him was quick because it was, uh, when he was, he was talking about his book, the, uh, Neptune's Infinite Amora? Tuesday. Oh, uh, Infinite, Infinite Tuesday. Tuesday. Okay. Yeah. It was like a Q and A Q&A kind of thing. He was on a stage on his front row and then he was signing the book. So, and that was a quick kind of thing. It was like everyone there got to go. So he was just like, 
thank you for coming. Good evening. And signed, you know, sure. and that was still cool. I got, it was, I was, I was still like, I won, you know, yeah. <laughs> you know, but the troop was cool. Cause I'm actually hanging out with him in the troubadour, you know, just yeah, yeah. legendary and, place. And to know that he was an MC there. Yeah. Like when, when this past year, when I was emceeing the open mics, that's who I thought of. I'm like, Nez, yeah. I hope you're proud because I'm doing what you did. You're right. Yeah. You know? Good joke. Yeah. I'm making sure this happens. And honest to God, such an influential person on so many levels like that. Yeah. You know, it's funny too because when I first met him, I said, you know, because of how much, you know, I don't need to tell you. He goes, no, I know. Like I didn't have to have gush to him or explain yeah. how much he meant to me. He goes, no, I, I know. Yeah, that's and, so great. And I've had my um, my friends meet him. Oh, you know Mindy Sterling? Oh, I know that you name. You know her, Austin Powers. Of course, yes, yes, yeah. yeah. She's wonderful. Yeah. We met her at, at one of the conventions where we saw Nez. And she's, you know, we were talking to her, and she goes, who are you, who are you here to see? We said him. She goes, oh, I wanted to meet him. I, yeah, I wanted, I, I want to meet him. I met Mickey Dolans, but he kind of brushed me off. I said, you're not going to get that with Nez. Nez mm -hmm. is the sweetest salt of the earth. Well, I come to find out that her and a couple other people that day had said, I know your friend Mac. So they're, they're taking their five minutes to talk to him about me. Oh, how funny. Right. And we saw her later on and she's like, yeah, he's really impressed with you. I'm like, oh, thank you, Mindy Sterling. Mm -hmm. Well, I'll tell you this: next time I do a meet and greet with him, I'm I'm mentioning you. <laughs> I, am, I would love that. Nez, I hundred percent, uh, absolutely uh, will, man. Nate, my co-host <laughs> got to meet him. He was Nate does a lot of cons himself. As he sells things. Oh, Com cool. Credentials is his um, store, and he'll like sell. ID badges that look like Commissioner Gordon's. Oh, badge. cool. Yeah. But it's real authentic and it's like five bucks for each one and he'll personalize it. But he was selling at one of these things. And I said, wait, you're there with Nez. Go meet him. Yeah. Go meet him. And sure enough, he walked in and says, hey, I'm friends with Mac Jackson. Oh, come here. <laughs> There you go. <laughs> uh, so you know, that's beautiful. Can't go wrong. Who else? Some yeah. uh, musically, because that's Let's a see. deep well. Yeah, I know. There's so many, right? Yeah. So I said, Langhorn Slim. Well, I wait. Uh, I saw you post. You had. Um, I was looking under your likes. Are you a big Back to the Future person? Oh yeah, big. Okay, uh, I'm a fan of that. And my buddy Rob, Rob Klein, he's a huge back to the future person i mean he's he owns some props he uh really he's he's, he's one of the guys that's, he's re, restored a delorean no he's 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 one of those man no he's he's deep he's deep oh, yeah if i had yeah. the financial means i'd be able to do that too you know yeah well if you're ever out this way man i'll totally uh, oh without a doubt you come over to his house because he also Kurt, collects i'm gonna be in town 
<laughs> it'll be great to see you and all, but but can I see the DeLorean? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. And he also collects Star Trek, and he's got a, just amazing props and costumes and stuff. So he's yeah, it's pretty. Cool. Those are, you know, as far as if you had to pick a your top five whatever desert island, Back to the Future is yeah. that trilogy is perfect. Yes, a hundred percent, man. Absolutely. That's, do you know they make comics? For Back to the Future? For Back to the Future, written by Zemeckis. They were written by Zemeckis? Yes, by the people in charge of the movies. uh, Continue and fill in around the movie. You get to see where Doc first met Marty. uh, All the little side stories. It's fantastic. Were those made back back then? No, no, no. no, Were they recent? These are the past year or so. Um, Are you a comic book guy? You know, not huge. I mean, I was like growing up, I was really into Spider-Man. Sure. And the Marvel, and then I just kind of lost touch with it. Like, well, Spider-Man, I love that. Yeah. I'll tell you. I have appreciation for comics, though. In sure. the last like 20 years, the writing has gotten, I think you would love, if you were given the right, right stuff, Brian Michael Bendis alone has come really? and like revitalized. He's made it where the dialogue is as exciting as, say, the heroes punching themselves in the face. Or punching okay. each other in the face, I should say. Right, you know, right. Usually, yeah. people think comics, big fight. Yeah. No, it's about the back and forth. So right. I now get my comics digitally through Comicology, mm-hmm. And I'll send you it if you're interested because they do give you free comics on there too. Oh, I'd be willing so to check you, that out. Yeah, Absolutely. you can always like sample something you think you might like. Yeah, I'm you know open. what I mean. But the Back to the Future comics—they've made a bunch of them. Like, there's a whole series, and then some mini series that shows Biff's time when he stole the DeLorean. Oh, what wow. happened with him? Yeah. It's, oh, that's great! Oh, yeah, and the fact that it's by the same people. Yeah, it's, so it's authentic. It's yeah, legit. Yeah, exactly. That's great. Um, what else? What else? What else? So I saw Back to the Future, so I'm like, okay, that's one of the things. Um, I, you know, it's so funny too because I'm sure as we go along through the years, I'm going to see things that you're going to post. We go that thing. I'll have yeah. you. I'll have you on again if you're willing. I'll be- I'll be back anytime, man. Yeah, absolutely. But um, go ahead with your music. I'm sorry. I didn't mean to. Yeah, I'm trying to think who else, man. I mean, whew. Well, I mean, like the like... big ones. Who really mm, Yeah, de- so... it defines you, I guess you would say. Yeah, it would definitely be uh, uh, Springsteen, Beatles, Monkeys. Uh, How about Mamas and Papas? Tri- I like them. I just never um, heard a lot. But, Ninety-five percent uh, of their stuff is phenomenal. Yes, I I bet. And like, there's one of their one of their songs is actually not on the Once Upon a Time soundtrack. That's the song, uh, Straight Shooter, that Cindy Shooter? and I perform. We do. Nice. Yeah. Yeah. And, and there's another one too in there. Oh yeah. yeah? Another one. Uh, um, ladies are coming to the canyon. Uh, oh yes, 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 yes. Come, which fits perfectly in the movie. It's so good. I can't wait to see oh, this movie. Yeah, it's yeah, it's pretty good. Now, were you a big um, Tarantino fan before? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember seeing Pulp Fiction was the first one I saw, and I saw that in the theater, and it just melted my brain. <laughs> I was like, 
I hadn't felt like that since I was a kid seeing Star Wars or something. I think, other than the most recent one, I think I've seen everything of his. Yeah, yeah? Yeah, and because um, I didn't see Pulp Fiction until a few years ago. Okay, yeah. Um, my favorite of his is Kill Bill. Those are great. Right? Yeah. Because Those I'm, a, you know, I'm a big sucker for action, and it's oh, very yeah. comic book-like. Oh, yeah. It has that great little anime section in there, too, that's really great. Oh, man. Right? Yeah. I mean, that's yeah. phenomenal. And for me, the only the thing I always had a problem with him, at least early on, and I think he's getting away from it more, is it would seem in every movie he would do two things. All the characters would curse all the time unnecessarily. Yeah, a lot right. of that. Yeah, yep. And yep. then people would die for no reason, spur of the moment. Like, <laughs> sure. Right? Like, right. nothing was ever certain. Your lead character may not make it to the end of the movie. Right. Yeah. So, you know, unless it was something funny like, hey, you shot Marvin in the face. That right. that was done for, you know, which is hilarious. Right. Exactly, exactly. But um, it seems like more recently he's gotten away from that. Yes, right? yes. Okay. Yeah, he's like, well, I don't know if he's kind of matured or something, but he's definitely, yeah. Like, this movie's a lot different than his usual usual fare, for what sure. What would be your second favorite of his? Mm, so, once upon a time. <laughs> probably Pulp Fiction. Yeah? Yeah, that's I probably saw- got to be it, because that was the first, you know, so. I saw Inglorious. Uh, oh, that's so good. Yeah. Yeah, I just saw that about a year ago, and I'm like, "This is so good." It's so good. I liked it even more like seeing it years later. Like when I first saw it, I'm like in the theater, I'm like, "This is good. I like it." And then I watched it again. I got the Blu-ray used, and I was like, "Yeah." I'm like, I love it even more now. You know what I mean? So and you, it's really- you feel like once you know what's gonna happen, yeah, you can appreciate the nuances of what each person's saying to build up to the moment. Exactly. Yes. Yeah. Right. Because yep. at the yep. time you're just going, I don't know what's happening. I don't know. <gasps> oh, haha. <laughs> okay. Uh, and then in the end, you piece it all together. Yeah. Right. And then the second time you go, oh, that was very smart. That was very clever. Exactly. Yeah. 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 What, what, oh, I wonder. I'm, oh, by the way, I'm at I'm at ten percent. Is it okay if I go and put my phone on a charger or, or with the sound? Will it affect the sound? No, I think you're good. With you? I think. Okay. You're fine. Yeah. I'll try yeah, and let you go in a minute. I just... Oh, no, yeah. I want to keep talking, but I just want to, all of a sudden... <laughs> I don't even think I'm like, why do you hang up? <laughs> why do you hang up? I'm glad you said Hold something. On. Yeah, yeah. I just realized I just didn't want to all of a sudden be like, Boop. Hold on one second. Let me get charged in here. So I'm going to take my earbuds and Hold on. Okay. Hello? Yep. You're good. Okay. Hold on one sec here. Sure. Oh, here. <laughs> all right. Can you hear me all right? Yeah. Yeah, you're fine. Okay, cool, cool. All right. Thank Are you, you able to Thanks. sit? Are you comfortable? Oh, yeah, I'm comfy. Okay. Yeah, I, I know. It, it looks like it got weird, but it didn't. There. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, it's, okay, it's funny because I had um, Corin Nemec on the MacGyver podcast uh, a couple months ago, and he was just – it was funny, he, just like you did – but he was going about his day as we're talking. He's like, look, I'm making a steak. All nice. right, over here, I'm hammering this. And it's nice. funny 
because it's one of the most talked about episodes that I've done. Oh, really? Yeah, because they're like, I felt like I was in his house. I'm like, I know, I got the whole tour. Yeah, I saw him make a steak and everything. Oh, that's do, fun. Do you have um, favorite female singers? Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, let's see, Nancy Griffith. I like love her a lot. Um, who else? Who else? Uh, Joni Mitchell, I just recently, in the last few years, started getting into. Sure. I'm, I did, too. I got into yeah. her acoustic-y, the earlier stuff. Right. Because eventually, they ended up throwing strings on everything and making her do the high voice all the time. Yeah. But like yeah. Big Yellow Taxi and California and, you know. Right. Yeah. That's good stuff. Early stuff's great. Uh, who else? There's definitely, uh, oh, wait. Just had her in my head. Hold on. Oh, Linda Ronstadt. Sure. Big on Linda Ronstadt. She had a co She covered someone's song that we like. <laughs> she did a couple, actually. She, she did oh, Shelly's Blues. Yeah. Oh, I heard, yes, that's right. I forgot about that. You could see it on YouTube. She was at the, um, the what is it, the late night Playboy show or whatever, Hughes late night show where it's her oh, and right. her backup band. Yes. It was the first national band. That's exact. That's right. I'm like, what the? Hey, I know those guys. Right? Incredible. I know. That's like, wow. Cool. Well, it's funny, too, because when Nez talks about his time at the Troubadour, he'd be like, oh, yeah, you know, Eric Clapton would be there and Linda Ronstadt and Neil Young. And, you know, these are just people that he knew where we're going. Right. Whoa. I, it never dawns on you that all these famous people other than once they become big, cause you figure once you become big, sure. You're going to see each other. But before yeah. that, like he yeah. knew Peter, did you know that he knew Peter beforehand? I did not know that he and Peter, uh, Pete would, I guess Peter was in a band with Steven stills called the Buffalo fish before okay. Buffalo Springfield. Right. So it's like the precursor to that. Well, I guess he would do Hoot Danny's or whatever at the Troubadour or wherever. And so when he showed up to the Monkees audition, and I was like, oh, hey, Pete. So, nah. you know, they weren't, they weren't close yet, but. Cross paths and, you yeah. know. Musician. Yeah. Makes sense, though, right? It's so That's funny. Because then you go, wait, you, ran, you, ho you open mic'd for who? You know, <laughs> all these big names. Right. Yeah, especially L.A. was such a little community, you know, back yeah. then. Yeah. There were how a lot like, of people do. How do you like L.A.? I, mean, I like, I like there, it. Didn't you? Yeah I, yeah, I was born in Ohio, but moved out here when I was like three. So, yeah, I just, yeah, I just thought it's all I know. You know, sometimes I'll complain about it. I love it, though. I love it. Yeah. Well, from what I understand, <laughs> the only complaint is the heat and the traffic. Yep. Yep. That's right? about it. Yeah, I guess it's big, what bumper to bumper. Yeah, it's generally. I mean, lately it hasn't been with you know everyone self quarantining oh, and sure. everything. So it's kind of like driving around in the '60s or '70s. That's one nice thing about it. But yeah, you know, but yeah, the traffic's brutal, man. It is brutal when everything's at its as normal. It's yeah. awful. But yeah, you know, I, that would probably be the worst part for me. That yeah, would be nuts. I, but yeah. there's so many landmarks that I know I would want to see. Oh man. 
There's so yeah. That's and I don't, nice. I don't mean I don't mean the touristy stuff. I'm talking about the Mexican restaurant we talked about. That's, right. No. You know. Absolutely. And like you know, going to the Rainbow on on the Sunset yeah. Strip and the Troubadour. The Troubadour. Yeah. Which yeah. did you hear? They may not be able to reopen. They may not make it, man. I know. You know. This is a weird pandemic, isn't it? It's weird, man. It's, I mean, nobody saw this coming, and especially nope. you figure, oh, there's something happening. You don't expect the inability to go anywhere, go to a restaurant, go to a movie. There's no new entertainment, by the way. All actors are done for the moment. Like, yep. yep. Who saw that coming? Right? There's, yep. Yeah. It's all good. And then the yeah. fact that we're such a stupid society where there are people who are fighting to get a haircut. Stay in the house. It's not. Yeah. Still, it blows. Yeah. It blows my mind. It's like, I mean, stay. It's, it's only going to prolong this anyway. Thank you. Exactly. Right. If you just relax, watch some Netflix. Yeah. yeah. Hey, worst case scenario, you shave your head. Who cares? Nobody's going to yeah. see anyway. You know Nobody's what I mean? Anyway. Exactly. Just lay low. Take this time just to. You know, just it's baffling because yeah. like what was the joke I heard? Last week they announced that UFOs are real and nobody batted an eye. Nobody an eye. Right? You would think that would be all over the place. But they're like, Yeah, we got bigger things going on right yeah. now. Right? I know, I know. Yeah, it doesn't make any yeah, it's and like every every business is in trouble. Like the yes. fact that the troubadour, a legendary spot may not make it because nobody can go and people yeah. still have to pay their rent. They have to pay the rent. Yeah. It's some, you just think things like that are untouchable, but then you're like, Nope, they're not. Are you, are you, um, doing well with this whole situation? Yeah. All in all I am, you know? Yeah. Making the best of, you know, it comes in waves. Sometimes it's like, Oh, you know, this is all right. And then sometimes you get dark, you know, but mm -hmm. Fortunately, uh, my wife, with her job, she's able to work from home, mm -hmm. so that's good. So we have, you know, a job here, you know, and uh, but everything I do right now is just on hold because I do production, yeah. production work or just start doing pet setting stuff, and that was starting to like and do that now and uh, yeah, you know, depot gig. So it's just kind of just on a just on a. <laughs> but you know, at the same time, I think. You'll probably end up doing in the meantime what certain people would do, which, correct me if I'm wrong, but if you're like me, you have to be creative. Yes. You, have, you can't stay still. It doesn't matter how tired or whatever. I have to do this podcast. I want to talk to you. When I'm done talking to you, I could wait and edit this, but no, I'm going to want to keep going. Right. That, so I think you probably have that too. So I think you'll still find a way to find maybe. Oh yeah. And you know, we do our, my improv troupe, we still do our zoom rehearsals every Thursday, just yeah. like we did Thursday, every Thursday at the theater. But now we're just at home. So just doing that, doing the shows. I've been, I have been playing more guitar lately, which has been fun. Do you play, um, are you a rhythm per you like you don't try and do lead, do you? No, maybe a little bit, but mo mostly just rhythm. Yeah, I'm a rhythm guy. Are you um again, I knew music would come up a lot. One yeah. of my <laughs> <laughs> if I had to pick my very close second biggest influence 
after yeah, Nez, it would be Harry Chapin. Oh, nice. So from him, I learned how to strum and pick all in one song. Yeah, that's cool. Like the first song I chose to learn stupidly was W-O-L-D. Which okay. If you know the song, yeah. is not Mary Had a Little Lamb. No. This no. is picking and strumming and... With Harry Chapin, either do it right or don't do it at all. You can't fake you it. Can't like fake with it, the, no. you know, I have a songbook, Easy Ways to Play the Beatles songs. But right. you can't do that with Harry Chapin because it's such a roller coaster of emotion. Yeah, it's a big part of it. Yeah. So, you know, I forget what my point was, but, oh, talking about you strumming or whatever, with Harry Chapin – you kind of have to pick at times. Right. It's yeah. You know? So yep. I'm I'm not the guy to do the guitar solo and right. do the Eric Clapton-y fancy no. stuff. No, me neither. But I can give me you neither. the guts of it. I will, you know. Yeah. Yeah, I could play a song by myself on guitar and you're going to get the full influence, but I'm not the guy who's going to be the per, um Oh, what the technical guitar? Right. Guy. No. 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 How long Not have you good. played for? Oh man, see, I'm 48. I started playing when I was like 12 or 13. Really? Yeah. Nice. Yeah, I was pretty young. Yeah. I. Yeah, it's the one that got me to want to finally play. Really? Yeah. Bizarrely, enough. yeah. Do you, yeah. You've heard the stories of him talking about how he was friends with Harry Chapin. Yes. Yes. Right. Yes. That's that's cool. Yeah, that's cool. He ran. To, yeah, that's pretty he, great. He showed up at his uh, tribute and sang. Um, uh, was it uh, uh, some tax? Some about tax? Uh, no, no, no. Taxi is is Harry's first hit. Um, right. Oh, what was it? Yeah, I, I could hear his voice. Uh, it's right there. I know it. It's so funny. I know right. Harry Chapin stuff like the back of my hand. But now the words are escaping me. Anyway, this is yeah. not entertaining for people watching or listening. But <laughs> uh, oh, it's going to bother me because there's a W there. I think. Anyway, I'll, yeah. You know what? I'm going to find it. We're we're talking. You keep telling me about people who are on your list and I'm going to find it because right. I cannot sleep until we find this. We figured this out. <laughs> yeah. Um, of course my phone won't open the way it's supposed to. Um, <laughs> do you, do you know who father John Misty is? Heard of, but don't know. Um, don't know the stuff. He, that's, that's his stage name. He did this one album called fear fun i'll mm -hmm. send it to you okay cool he's kind of hit and miss with me because he can be kind of not vulgar but crass with some of his lyrics okay but this one album is perfect oh, it's got such a great beat here we go uh, Harry, remember when the music, that's what it was. That's it. 
that's it. That's right. Yeah. That's right. And it's funny to hear him tell the story because I've seen him do it a couple times on there. And I think like at a behind the music kind of thing where Springsteen's talking about how he run into Harry and, you know, Harry would keep him and just talk to him. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> Be yep, giving him advice, right. you know? Yep. Yep. Um, yeah. There's some people who in the, I don't know how you are. You, you seem to be more open than I am to different kinds of music where I am infamous for being a stubborn, not stubborn, but a pain in the rear end. I'm a very harsh critic. Gotcha. Yeah. But if someone is able to get in there, I, I get everything. I want every, you know, Go deep. Yeah. Um, there's a couple. Father John Misty, who is Josh Tillman, is his actual name. He, he had that name and then he switched over. Um, Jeremy Messersmith. Mm, never oh, heard. He's a great mix. I always say he's like a cross between Paul Simon mixed with the quirkiness of Elliot Smith. Oh, that's good. Who, I like both. Those. Yeah. Right. Um, Elliot Smith, I got into right before he died. Mm-hmm. A friend of mine made me like a mixed CD of him. I'm yeah. Like, He's not the strongest singer, but there's a sincerity and an, um, an emotion with right. his, that I love. Yeah. Um, so Jeremy Messersmith, I'll send you some of his stuff too. But yeah, I'm always like on the lookout. Oh, me too. Very hard to find. I know. How about um? I'm just running through my cat my catalog. Allison Krauss in Union Station. Oh, she's great. Right. Love. Yep. I remember yep. finding out about her, and right away, everything she has, I'm gonna get. So deep. Yep. Oh, that's so good. Right. Yeah, uh, her song was a uh, first dance at our wedding. Uh, really, I know which one you're gonna say too. Never define. Uh, you say it best, and you yes. say nothing. Saying you say nothing at all. I so knew great, I, right? Um, she did. Uh, I think a cover of it was either a Beatles song or a McCartney song. Oh yeah, I will. Right? That I will. That's the one. Good so memory. Good. Nice. Thank you. Oh, I can't tell you how dull it becomes along, but I can tell you. <laughs> But I remember I will. That's okay. We're we're at the right place. Um, <laughs> but yeah, like Mama Cass had oh. a, such a powerful voice. Yeah, and it's funny to watch my kids now. My son is eleven, and he like is deep enough soulfully that he's appreciating the nuances. And oh, I see why they're yeah. I love their voice, and I love like. That oh, song so- from that person. I'm so proud. So much so that he gets annoyed at the kids in his class because how do you not know who Mike Nesmith is? Well, you're going to know who he is now. Right. And, you know, and he'll come home and tell me how frustrated he is. Oh, bless him, man. Oh. But I'll, I'll tell him, look at it this way. You're educating them. Right. Like what I was starting to say with you was, 
back in 86, I get into the monkeys and for that year, everybody loves them. And then it was cool to not like what you liked last year. So a lot of the kids would turn and go, the monkeys, you like them? Like, wait a minute, three months ago, you did too. You were all in, yeah. And then they would go with the whole rumor thing of they didn't play their own instruments and Mike Nesmith doesn't like the monkeys. So from like 87 up until maybe 10 years ago where a new generation came along, I had to defend and you know fight to get the truth out there now it seems like the last 10 years people get it right there seems to be a turnaround right right i mean the fact that you got more the guys from um death cab for cutie writing songs for the monkeys right darn fine too man right um simon and garfunkel love them right another one Together yep. and separate. And separate, yeah. Yeah. I don't um, know as much as Garfunkel stuff solo, but Paul Simon I know pretty good. Okay. Uh yeah, I have all I have all their stuff. So, yeah. Um so. so good. And I find with Paul Simon stuff, I tend to appreciate the deeper cuts. Oh yeah. Because everybody knows what gets played on the radio. It's like yeah. I never need to buy, buy an Eagles album because I hear it all. <laughs> yeah. You know, yep. it, it's great, but yeah. I can't appreciate it because it's been crammed down my throat my whole life. Oh. Yep. But like, um, oh, every man's ceiling is another man's floor. Here comes Raymond Simon, right? Well, yes. Yeah. Ooh, the majority of the songs on that, I had never heard and loved them so much. Stone Cold Masterpiece, man. Was a sunny day. Was a sunny day. Yeah. Right? It's just great. And qu- um, what's the one from, I could, uh, <laughs> what was the album that came after that? Oh. It's mm. like a tan. Where Ugh. he talks about, oh, I, I know the song. I do it for your love. Oh, right, yeah. That is such a brilliant song and so sincerely sung. The other day, Cindy and I were watching the videos of when he was on The Muppet Show and on Sesame Street. Oh, wow. And it's on YouTube. Yeah. That's a rabbit hole. Just to watch him do songs that we've heard a million times, but it's just him and the guitar. Yeah. Oh, it's it's great. Yeah. Uh, I know another person that we both love, Jim Mm. Croce. Oh, dude, thank you. He never had time to write a bad song. Nope, that's a good point. He didn't. Yeah, he never had time to write a bad song. That's so true. You have all his stuff? No, I mean I just had the greatest hits, and then I got the um. Oh, the album. Bottle. No, the ones that one's got one less. Set of footprints. Oh, what's the name of that album? Oh, Uh, good. See, for me, I always got the greatest hits and then filled in the rest. Right. Like because everything came out on DVD is like a double disc, so I'm like, give, 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 give. Right. Yeah. But the one album I have, like actual just full studio album I have, is great. I can't remember the name of it. Wearing a denim shirt. It's got one less set of footprints. Yep. 
Um, Again, you can't go wrong with any of his stuff. No. And his wife, Ingrid, they were singing partners originally. Wow. I didn't know that. Okay. Another thing. I'm warning you now. You're getting a lot of videos from me. Uh, Please do, man. Okay. I got a lot of time now. (laughs) (laughs) But I'm telling you, it's because they're all great. He had an album out with her called Bombs Over Puerto Rico. And they marketed themselves as Jim and Ingrid Croce. The brilliant thing about them together was whoever sang lead would, during the chorus, sometimes would switch and do the harmony and then come back. So they're doing this through the whole song. Oh, nice. Oh, it's incredible. It's just as good as his solo stuff. Wow. Yeah. She's a Facebook friend, and she I sent her, you know, one or two of my songs. She liked them. Nice. Boom. Yeah. <laughs> so was that album, did they do that before he did his solo career? Yep. yep. Okay. See, originally okay. he was, I think her music, uh, no, no, he was the judge at a talent show that she oh. was part of. And next thing you know, they're a couple. And they lived near where I am, closer to Philly. But, mm-hmm. um, yeah, they were out there together. And then she was going to stay behind. I think they were planning on having kids. And then he went out and got picked up on his own. Okay. Yeah. yeah. And then he, it's funny too, because we know him as the legend now, but I guess at the time he didn't think he was making it. Right. Because the the contract he signed stuck it to him. I remember seeing like a behind the music or something years ago about this. He didn't die with, he died, he didn't have a lot when he passed, right? I mean, he wasn't, yeah. Well, apparently he had written a letter to her and sent it. And she got it after he died where he was saying, you know, I'm thinking I'm done with this touring thing. I might give up music altogether, which I don't think would have lasted. But he was going to stop, like, pushing so hard. He was just going to pay. Basically, he bought a loan against himself is the way the contract was. We're going to give you $10,000, but with that $10,000, you have to – by your own, bah, 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 you know. Yeah. So, yeah, it sucks that that's what happened. So brutal, man. I know he's so great. I got so excited because just recently I found out that I live in Woodland Hills, California, and I learned that about like five minutes away there used to be like a music venue, like a little theater, and I saw that Jim Croce had played there. I'm like, oh, that's cool. Like, Croce was in Woodland Hills. That's cool. yeah. Well, that's <laughs> I'm I'm in Scranton, essentially. Mm-hmm. And Harry Chapin's all over Scranton. Oh, wow. Really? Besides, you know, 30,000 pounds of bananas. Oh, right, 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 right. Right? But right. you do a little digging. There's other songs. He used to come to town, do a show, but then hang around and hang out with people and get stories. So there's a song called Greyhound on his first album. Well, that's about him sitting in the Greyhound station, you know, that they just tore down recently. 
waiting for his bus because he hated having to ride the bus. Oh, wow. Wow. Goes, yeah, I have a um, – <laughs> it's, it's really hard to come by, but early concerts of him, and he talks about that. You know, this song is inspired by such wonderful places as the Greyhound Bus Depot in Scranton. And, you know. No, oh, that's so cool. That's it's great. neat. Because, wait a minute, across from my mother-in-law's place is the CYC where he used to play. For like two bucks to go see him, too. Man, incredible. I know. Um, darn it. You know what? I, I, it's we've been on a long time. Let me let you go, because um, I know we'll just keep prattling on. I know we'll <laughs> the sun will be up and we'll be like like I know I can talk on <laughs> right. Me too. Oh, and me too. Man. And I'm telling you, it's and I knew that's what would happen. It would be addicting for yeah, you well, and I, because now getting to actually have a conversation, yeah, is wonderful. But it's like a drug. Like all right, more. All right, we, we barely scratched the surface. I know. But let's have you come on another time, and we'll pick up where we left off, because I know, I always say this, the moment we get done. Oh, I'm going to, yep. Right? I'm going to be like, oh, I should have talked about Tom Waits, you know. <laughs> you know what? I'll tell you, I don't know enough about him. Oh, pretty cool. I know, He's Katie Tom still likes him a great deal. I know that. Oh, okay. Yeah, he's cool. He started off as kind of like yours. In the early 70s, a singer-songwriter kind of guy. Yeah. And then he started going kind of weird, like making these like junkyard symphonies where it's really strange but really cool. So we'll, we'll talk more about him. Yeah. Yeah. Like John Denver is – I yeah. love John Denver. It's great. Well, he would do – he was a big Beatles fan. He did a lot of Beatles covers for fun and would do John Prine songs. Oh, Prine. Well, okay, see, I knew you were going to say that. I heard the name. I didn't know much about him except that John Denver would take his songs and make them his own. Well, every couple months, I'd get into a, um, what do you call it, like a potluck. You show up, you bring a dish, but then after you eat, we all sit around in a big circle and jam. Well, the guys in this group, would talk reverently about John Prine. And they'd say, great songwriter, not a great singer, and would write depressing stuff. Hmm. So, but again, I'm doing like Angels from Montgomery the way right. John Denver would do it. So right. it's got like the emotion behind mm-hmm. it and, you know, that big release. Um, so recently... Maybe four months ago, I dive into John Prine. And they're right. Great songwriter. Right. Not the best singer, but right. some no, of those, he... like Sam Stone, great mm. song. Oh, that's a killer song. But depressing if you really let it, you oh. know. Oh, yeah. And then, it's of just... course, I get in. He must have been related to the Jackson curse. I got into him. He dies. <laughs> Right? <laughs> Maybe hold off on Tom Waits for a while, okay? Okay, okay. <laughs> <laughs> Just hold off. But um, once again, let me, let's make sure everybody knows what to look for down the road. It's Slow Children at Play is your improv group. 
Yes, yeah, Slow Children at Play. We're on Facebook. Just look for Slow Children at Play. On June 13th, we'll be doing a Zoom Facebook live show, June 13th, 7 p.m. West Coast time. Check that out. Beautiful. And um, yeah, that's good. And that's uh, we- I'll make sure that we do this again because. Oh, please. Yeah. This is fun, right? I'll do this any. You can do this every day if you want. <laughs> I love it, man. Don't tempt so me because I swear to God I will. Hey, I'm around and easily found, brother. Thank you. I'll uh, I'll get this edited and post it and let you know. Okay, cool. Tell Jen I said hi. I don't know. I mean, she, that guy on Facebook. You know. Hey, she charges me for photographs too. With her oh well, there you go. <laughs> I get a family discount. No, I'm just kidding. No, I'll pass it along here, friend. Absolutely. All right. Well, I'll talk to you, man. We'll do this again soon, and I'll Definitely. see you uh, in cyberspace in the meantime. Yeah. Uh, like I said, buckle up, because you're getting a whole bunch of videos starting tonight. Thank you. Please. You're welcome. And again, feel free to post on the pages anytime. I will, for sure, man. Also, do that with the improv group. Any video or any promotional stuff, that's oh, okay. what it's there for. It's there okay, to spread all the good. Yeah, now that we're just going to be going national with our live show so people can actually see it. So I'll do that. Yeah, so we don't have to come out to North Hollywood. Perfect. <laughs> All, right, All right, my brother. You have a good night. You too. You and your family have a good one, my friend. Thank you. All right. See you up the road. Okay, bye. <laughs> The Never Gets Old podcast is part of the Forever Adventure Network. Music by Harmony Constant. Some artwork by Joseph Arnold and Jared Brown. Donations can be made to Patreon to Mac Jackson. Join our group pages on Facebook and follow us on Twitter at Never Gets Old Pod. Please subscribe, rate, and review. And remember... Stay excited, everyone. The Forever Adventure Network. Welcome to the adventure.